Wolverine. Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, the podcast that keeps you the know with all the news going on around the nation of Krakoa. Hot off the presses this week, we have Wolverine, number 11, and Children of the Atom, number 2. Really excited to discuss these issues. My name is Quentin Emler, and I'm joined this week by Dane Rainier. Hello. And Kelsey Struts. Get that beat button ready, Dane. Beep, beep, beep. Um, episode coming, apparently. <laughs> excited to uh, talk about this week's issues, the X-Men vote updates we have. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Hook up to Cerebro and see what's new in the world of Marvel. And I like to start things off, as we always do around these parts, Stock Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 4. Uh, we've had three issues. I've been enjoying this show. We're, we're or sorry, we're four episodes, and we're... Two-thirds of the way through. So at this point, this was about episode six or seven of uh, WandaVision. So how do the two shows line up? It's about the point where WandaVision slowed down uh, because it started to get more MCU-y for a lot of people. How do you guys feel? How do the two compare at this point? I'm currently enjoying Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier more, but I kind of like the spy thriller aspect of it. Uh, WandaVision was different and a little more unique and had that nostalgia thing going for it with sitcom styles and the ever-present, you know, questioning of, oh, is Wanda the bad guy? Who's making Wanda do this? And everyone else going, Wanda is doing this, guys. Wanda is doing this. Yeah. She is broken in the brain. Um, but and I, they're, they're different shows, they're but I'll say... Different. I, I agree with you that, like, Falcon Winter Soldier has the benefit of, like, you know what you're getting into, you know kind of what to expect, and it doesn't have, you don't have to worry about it letting you down, Zemo, because if you like it from the beginning, you're going to like it all the way through. And Zemo has been savagely entertaining. <laughs> that is true. There's that one jump. Uh, Dane, uh, is the show working for you? Did you like episode four and uh, this new heel turn we've had with John Walker? I've enjoyed it. I think it's pretty good. Um for me, I think what disappointed me towards the end of WandaVision was it it changed into something different, and that something different was yeah. the rest of the MCU. And maybe kind of my issue with... Quentin, stop um, that baby with, from crying. Thank you. <laughs> that With this is... Yeah, I have a kid not ha- having a great time. Yeah, um, do that. So, But I think with this, the problem ha- for me has become... It's just sort of been the same. You know, like it, it hasn't really, I mean, Zemo, don't get me wrong, can carry the day, but it's just become kind of what it has been the whole time. And I, I just kind of want a little something new to come out of it. And I was really hoping what that was going to be was a more complex pseudo villain in the John Walker Captain America. But it seems they're pushing him down the path of just like, yeah, okay, we're going to spell this out for you. Bright red letters. This is a bad guy. Bad guy. Yeah, I think the John Walker stuff has really slowed the series down a little bit. Because to be honest, like when we were having flashbacks of the Winter Soldier, like, and it's like, oh, this is a flashback. He's not still the Winter Soldier. He's having nightmares and the book and stuff. I think that was really interesting. Uh, anytime you see Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan playing off each other, that works yep. really well still. I, 
they're going to have to do something oh, with the new Captain America. Yeah, the, the, the deprogramming part at the beginning of the episode was great with Sebastian Stan. Oh, yeah. That, that was great. There's, there's some really good pieces. Uh, and like I said, anything with Zemo, he is just... If you had told me, like, at the beginning of this, that that was going to be the wild card that really buoyed everything around it. I mean, that that's probably not fair to say, because that, that does downplay Mackie and Stan, who have been fantastic. Yeah. But uh, he Zemo is so, so good in this. Like, I don't know who had this imagination for what he was going to become, but great, eh? I really enjoyed the part where he destroyed all the serum or whatever. Too. Yeah, like the, it's he, just like it would have been so easy to have him go. I've got to become the villain to to, to stop you villains, and instead he like was righteous yeah, at right. the end of the day. Like he sticks with th- this is what I believe, and that's what I'm talking about. That is good character depth in a way, right? Because that's a. It's a is he a bad guy? Sure, yeah, obviously you don't control people's minds and use them for your own for violent murder. ends. If you're murder world leaders, but he is principled in what he's doing. That he believes it, and that gives him that level of depth. Whereas the whole thing with the John Walker character was episode two. You were kind of like, oh, there is a little more to him. He's not just because he took the shield, and he's not the guy we've been rooting for. It doesn't make him a bad guy. And, you know, he's trying, but he's not doing it right. And now it's just like, oh, okay, never mind. He's just the opposite. He's just sort of flat and bad, and we didn't get to see it yet. You know what's interesting about that, though? I I don't necessarily consider him flat inherently, because he makes a, a, a comment and they talk about his, his three medals of honor. And he makes a comment of, yeah, I, I'm rewarded for the worst day in my life. Right. And, you know, it, the idea that maybe his anger and all that stuff is a PTSD type thing for him. And I say that I, I recently listened to um, a podcast where a, like the, the most recent living person to receive the medal of honor uh, Dakota Meyer was on and he was talking about it and mentions how like it, it was his lowest point getting the medal of honor because he was giving speeches reliving a day that were in his words. He goes, I I failed. I messed up. My whole squad is dead. I'm the only one left. It's like, and I have to talk about it. He's like, I had to talk about it every time I got onto a podium every time. Yeah. And that that and does something to him. You know, and so I think that story is a true one. I think it's something that's relevant. I just don't know that it is it's just being explored a lot. And I don't know like when you have two really strong leads and you only got six episodes and then we got Zemo still it's just a lot of uh people taking up screen time. That's and true. I just feel like it's the least compelling of what's happening. Yeah, and I think it could have been. Like, I saw I, that was honestly from the first 10 minutes of season two. I was like, this is actually what I'm interested or of episode two. It's like, this is what I'm really interested in. Like, this is unique kind of to Marvel. And then it. They've got, and they've the, got two episodes guy. left to obviously expand on it. it. So it is, it, they could take a, you know. Yeah, he, oh, surprises. Come on, man. He, yeah, I know. He, I know. He st- he stole the serum and he bashed that guy's head in with cap shield. Like that is just. I, I mean, know, they I know. just I, I, bad guy in bright blinking letters. I mean, I I, yeah. I know it's bad guy in bright blinking letters, but again, one realizes inadequacies where he's like, I can't beat these people. I I can't do it. 
So, okay, I'm in the field. I'm going to take this serum. I didn't know you could just do that now, but okay, that aside. <laughs> uh, third, you know, witness his friend die. He is angry. Right. He has an anger problem. Okay, serum has enhanced it. Kills a terrorist who, for all intents and purposes, they know blew up a feeding center that basically was a charity. I mean, it's like, you know, oh, Tara's going to blow up the, the food bank here and someone bashes one of their heads in. I mean, I don't, that, I don't that's think really they would the thing. be in that much trouble. I'm with you, Kelsey, and I, I do trust Marvel that they there's a chance they won't glaze over it and just be like he's evil. But I think it really comes down to that organization and whether they're like an evil front for Hydra or some other evil organization, that's really what is going to make it sinister. You know, twirl my mustache. I don't even think it's going to be that. I, I think it it is the organization it is, and what helps is it's just an organization dealing with an extremely difficult problem. I mean, how many people come back with the with the blip? half the world? Yeah, half the world comes back logistically. How do you relocate oh, that after oh, there's, five years? There's no, no organization way. in the world no with logistics. Yeah, they just that. couldn't no. do it. You mean, and, and I agree. I'm just saying if they turn into like they're the bad guys and they're uh, secretly like I'll that's actually, where it's gonna be like, okay, this we've seen this before. Yeah, I'll be disappointed if that is the case. No, I think that's the total opposite. Because I think the whole point is like you see that emotional connection that Sam has and the understanding of like you're doing good, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah, it's like, we get why you're upset. You know, it's like, that makes sense. You have a- and I think I saw something, too, that was an interesting point. It was a comparison of Sam's line, Falcon, when he says, she's just a kid, um, you know, referring to the leader of the, the Flag Smashers. And there's a similar line, I think, that Cap makes, specifically referencing Wanda at the time mentioning like she's just a kid and it is yeah, one of those more. those little perfect little easter egg moments where if you know if the internet didn't exist i don't think 98 percent of us would even realize yeah but you felt it right exactly that's what i mean is that you that it comes across you know it is cap that falcon he doesn't have the shield but he is the next generation of cap and they did it in a way that was so parallel they literally took a line but unless you're really really paying attention I've been rereading the Brubaker run and Ed Brubaker, the writer of Captain America, um, the Winter Soldier arc. Uh, And I have no problems, even though I didn't care for Falcon as Captain America in the comics, because those comics like I love Rick Remender, who did Uncanny X-Force. But like it was bad. Like, I'm sorry if you disagree, but I'm right and you're wrong. But that's cool. Anyway, it it was bad. But in the MCU, even Bucky's relationship. He's a peer of Cap whenever they're kids, you know, and he grows up along like him, like alongside him. Bucky worked in the comics because he was like younger than Cap and like he idolized Cap and he was striving to be him. Whereas like in the MCU, that's Falcon. So right. like, I really do think Anthony Mackie, I, I'm rooting for that character and that feels good. And it, it gives me a reason to watch this show each week because it's like the fact that you don't believe you're worthy is why you're worthy because you're going to keep striving the same way that Bucky in the comic didn't believe he was worthy and that's why he was good because he never would be satisfied and go yeah I am Captain America said it all I got nothing to contribute to that 
All right, um, let's go ahead and jump into the comic side of the news this week. Uh, big news coming out of the X office. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of these teases. Marvel's released six six panel teases uh, on social media this week and through press releases that kind of hit at who has not been elected at the um, Hellfire Gala to be on the new X-Men team. So pretty clear, seems like they're pointing the direction that at this Hellfire Gala issue of Planet Size X-Men or somewhere along there. I'm going to guess Planet Size since Duggan's writing it and it seems like he's taking over the X-Men team. So I think we might get it there. But um, they've gone and they've released in sets of two, like kind of like bickering people talking about how they should have won and it turns out they neither of them get it. So uh, I'll just run through the list of people that are confirmed to not be winners, it seems. we got Air Armor and Marrow, Sunspot and Cannonball, Tempo and Boom Boom and Strongman and Forge. And so by our, my memory, I think the only two characters left that it could potentially be are Banshee and Polaris. I'm interested in what you guys think. Uh, how do you feel about these last two candidates? And um, obviously we picked Armor as the person we most thought would be the best fit. But Banshee and Polaris, uh, of the two, who do you want? And um, at least knowing what we have, where do you want to see this go? Boo. That's what I have to say. That Fake news. Of a list of of 10 characters that had some fun ones, Banshee and Polaris are in many ways the two most boring choices. Yeah. Well, Krakoan psychic energy. Right. I think there's some sort of fraud here. Ban- <laughs> mail-in votes. I'm just saying. Mail-in votes. We've seen this. Telepathic before. mail-in votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ban- Banshee a little less... So than Polaris, but it's I don't like even po- know both, citizens voted. They're both through and through X Men. They have been before. Like, let's do something new and fun. But we're just—I mean, Banshee. I guess we haven't. He hasn't really been in a spotlight for a long time. So I guess it's not the worst. But like, man, Polaris already has a feature spot in a book, and there's so many. There are so many cooler ways to go than this. So I guess if this is what we have, I hope it's Banshee. But. I don't know. I stand by that. I'm, 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 I'm exact same thing. I'm not excited. This, I, I said this. I don't know what a full gone through this list and thought about it, but these might be my two least. If if you were to have me tier them, I think this might be nine and ten. He would, Kelsey, he would have taken strong man before them. Yes. Yeah. I. It, I'm with Dane on the idea that it's just like they've been X Men. We've seen this show. We haven't seen Banshee in a while, so I agree. It's like. I guess, but you know what? I'm tired of voting for the least evil candidate. You know, I want my candidate to win. I, I want a principled candidate. Like armor. Like armor. Um, Pretty featured in the Young Avengers book, but if she's going to take the back seat in there, I'd like to see her definitely in this X-Men book. Um, Young Avengers? Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Young Avengers. I mean, New Mutants. It's like, are we reviewing yeah, other yeah. comics I don't know about? Yeah, well, you didn't know. We sw- Quinn and I just had a body swap. If he's got the Young Avengers on the mind, yeah, um, yeah. So we got Banshee and Polaris. Like it or not, they're two popular X Men. Um, surprise, Polaris is pulling in that kind of heat after Sunspot and Cannonball. I mean, I guess, I guess so though. There's not a not a lot of just don't understand kids anymore. There. I think yeah. if you just look at this list, in some green ways, people, she's the, the color most- green recognizable i I mean like she when you look at this list and you tell me if you were to say pick one that is an x-men 
I would say Polaris. I don't like it, but and that's why I don't like like the total. But I think I was I would go like Banshee. Yeah, I would have gone Banshee just Forge, because of the old stuff. Forge. Uh, I also think like even even Marrow. Like I think of the games and stuff. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> you think of Marrow as an X Men before Polaris? If you were like sit so. down and start listing X Men, just like if somebody said, "Here's a sheet of paper, write every X Men you know." You think you would have written Marrow before Polaris? In the nineties, I would have. <laughs> well, it's twenty twenty one, baby. <laughs> no, you're probably right. But uh, Banshee's been in a movie. Like Polaris stands out to me because she hasn't been like heavily featured in the movies. Whereas like uh, even Sunspot the Cannonball or New Mutant and Sunspot was also in Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. And and Banshee was heavily featured in First Class. We could have had Strong That's Man, right. but instead we're gonna yeah. get. Screamy and Magnet. Strongman's a murderer. We can't have Strongman. Well, hypothetically, Screamy or Magnet Girl. That's true. It's true. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into let's let's go to a positive spot and talk about how great this week's issues were. Um, and jump into things with the hot new Children of the Atom number two. Well. Where we laugh, laugh. Oh, that that doesn't bode well. Where we last left the children of the atom, they were unable to enter Krakoa, a la Kitty Pride. So, what do some young hot kids do when that happens? They what go to a dazzler concert. I was pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> they go to a dazzler concert when, while there. Uh, Gabriel runs into his friend who also plays basketball but had cancer, but he's back and better than ever. There's suspicion afoot. Maybe he's done something with, I don't know, a serum? Hmm. Hmm. Unable to actually go to this concert, they are pulled away on a mission at the prison to stop the Hell's Bells, who some are mutants, some aren't. Briquette is there. Uh, She came off island to get her lady friends out. Uh, a fight ensues, and apparently Daywalker, now called Nighty Nightwalker, uh, is the only viable member of this team, as he is able to basically at least help them escape to a certain degree. Um, but they are still cornered by these bad former mutants plus one mutant, and are luckily saved by Storm. Yeah. 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 Good old they, Storm. I mean, I guess I could have thrown in the fact that fact that Captain America was talking to Storm earlier at the embassy, and they're like, "Your laws don't apply to us." And he's like, "Listen, I'm not trying to enforce the laws. I'm just, I'm letting you know this what's going on. Maybe get a hold on these kids before something bad happens." And then apparently, this is taking offense. You know, all mutants take offense to this now, this behavior. So. Very, Honestly, very high-handed diplomacy from Krakoa is all I'm saying. Like, if it wasn't for the Krakoa gate, I would have thought maybe this was a flashback. It does uh, because, feel... like, Storm's wearing her like we- weirdly wearing her '90s costume, which like sometimes I like when they like, like sometimes I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool but also stupid that hey, uh, hey, uh Rachel Gray wears different costumes. I didn't finish my recap. Oh. No, Oh, oh, it just oh, seemed like you were done. I, I should be because they try to go through another Krakoa gate again and fail. So, okay. All right, let's talk All about right. Storm's costume. All right, let's go back so, to the costuming. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, why why did they make that choice? 
one. Um, two, was this a situation where like I it just felt like a flashback. Like Iron Man looked like extri- like classic extremist armor Iron Man. Cap just looked like classic Cap. I don't maybe it's the art style too, but I just thought this was a flashback and had to like double take. I'll I'll, sure I'll feel this question. I'll feel this question. Just like we have more than one outfit, Quentin, so do they. They have new when mutant outfits that they want to wear. They don't wear human clothes anymore. They wear mutant clothes. So these are their but this mutant outfits. This isn't I mean, just a question marks if no one knows. This this isn't just a question of why do they wear the clothes? Because obviously people wear different clothes. But in comics, costumes mean something. Like they are indicators to you when a of person, time period. Yes, of time like periods that. of when people change. Of like that's why. You know, recently we had Quentin Choir. You know, he's he's progressing. He's moving. He's got a new costume. He has a new name. Like those mean something in storytelling. We don't want just things to be hyper realistic. Like I don't need Storm wearing a different pair of jeans every issue that I. They read. don't wear jeans anymore. Thank that's you. Human. Those are human clothes. Sure. Human clothing. But I, it's here's the thing. It's not just the visual appearance that's I think the most jarring about it. It's it's the the like Kelsey said the high handed. Nego- you know diplomacy it's like really are we are we at a point where captain america and the avengers show up like not like one not like a messenger like captain america iron man captain marvel show up and like hey this is sort of like a problem can we help you with this and they're like ah humans yeah human this is reeked of like avx you know and it's it just doesn't feel like it's an earned hatred which makes me not like the X Men, which I don't. Yeah, it's like, do. are you are you trying to pick a fight with the Avengers? It's like, what what is happening? And it's like Caps is going out of his way. He's like, no, no, like we're not trying to do anything about this. Like we don't agree with the law either. We just thought you guys should probably know. And they're like, oh, we will take care of our own. It's like, yes, yeah, that's kind of what we were saying. Is maybe if this was the more, I'd be fine with it. Right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But Storm, like, is a friend of the Avengers. It, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't so feel like it lines up. It's you're left era. with this place where you're like, do I not like Storm or do I not like this writer? It's kind of where you get left. I wasn't sure right. about the right. Like, okay, I liked. I didn't hate the kids. You know, I get it. They're they're young. They're dumb. I mean, they they yeah, make yeah. mistakes. They're obviously making mistakes. which is good. Like they're teenagers should be dumb to yeah. be compelling. Yeah, it's like they're teenagers. I was dumb when I was a teenager. That's interesting. Well, they and you didn't have superpowers. And- yeah, they went in and whooped the snot out of everyone. I'm like, okay, yeah, superpower. You know, the whole, even the identity issues were like Cyclops last. Like, I guess that's an okay name. It's like, I'm not. Yeah, if you made that your anymore. superhero name, I would make fun of you. So yeah. I appreciate that that doesn't go without. Right. I'm like, okay, this this makes sense. You know, this is good. And, and they're, they've begun to get into their backstories a little more, each one. You know, they did Cyclops last, last time, and now they've got um, Cherub. I'm just going to call him Gabe because yeah. I, I don't like that. <laughs> and the, I'll say this. The thing with Gabe, I think it was a little heavy handed. Oh, sort of the, oh, the voiceover work. hundred. Yeah, it's. But, but it's like, but and it's the thing point. that it's beating. No, it is. It, it is. It's a it's a true point, And it does give you good characterization. It feels like a real family. Like I can see this person existing. And although it's text, it's kind of show don't tell necessarily. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like And like the his ultimate voiceover conclusion is like, 
I see a lot of my ethnicity in the X-Men. And it's like, well, okay, as a reader, it's like, yeah, we've all known that since the 60s. That was the whole point. Like, But, it, but not, he is a kid, exper- it's, a, it's like a right. kid experiencing the X-Men, so... So it's not a super deep cut. Like it's a pretty, I mean, it's literally the oldest allegory of the X-Men, yes. but it does, I, it, you are right in the sense that it's like, I can see a kid going through that exploration, making that realization. Right. And his family and feels real. Talking about this book, not being for us as well. Somebody who doesn't know the X-Men knows this team learns a little bit about the X-Men. This could be their gateway drug to sure. the X-Men because they're like, 30 oh, maybe these comments. old people are actually like me. And so I like that it, it's accessible to the rest of the line in that way. If this is enough to get people off, like pick this up off the shelf. Um, another criticism, I don't, I don't want to say criticism, but uh, a thing with the, I don't know if I like this or don't like it, but accusing the guy of like, you know, maybe there's something evil going on because he recovered well is like a very teenager thing to do. Like clearly he's probably on steroids. Like it's something I would think like, did you well, see how high that guy jumped in the sports game? Like he, to be fair, he's clearly, recovered from cancer. He probably hasn't put on a steroid game. regimen. The sports game. He probably did have a steroid <laughs> regimen. I mean, he's recovering from like chemo and stuff. I mean, that's yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like in a Marvel world, I could almost see teenagers being like, we're like, if you live in New York and you're a Marvel character or whatever, get bit by a like, spider or like, something. They're probably, Jacked on Super Soldier Serum. Fuck Jack. I can. That's terrible. <laughs> Thank you guys for giving me more work to do. You're um, welcome. You missed last week. You do twice as much this week. I appreciate that. Um, but you are right. Quentin's right. I feel like if we lived in the Marvel world, right, and somebody you were like you were in high school and this kid dunks as like a sophomore, you'd be like, okay, Maybe. pretty clear somebody got a hold of the Super Soldier Serum. Like, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. But not Zemo. He'd break it. Crush it beneath his heel. Guys, talking about this has made me enjoy this issue more. It might be the best issue we've had in two weeks. Yes. That's true. (laughs) Now we've talked about, I'm like, you know, this isn't as bad as I was thinking. I'm like, you know what? No. No, it's good. It it has, I mean, I don't think there's any, like, high highs of this one. It's just kind of, like, you know, good. Okay. But it's not bad. It's street point. level combat. Ones. They're doing their street level combat. They're exploring themselves as, you know, kids or they're learning on the job. And you have the added mystery of why can't they go through the gate? Maybe right. they're not really mutants. The things they're doing fit the theme of this book. So, right. I mean, that's that's a bonus. That's a plus. I think if, if we can get this a little more narrowed down, a little more focused, I think there's potential with Children of the Atom, which is something I didn't feel from issue one. So I think this is going in the right direction. Honestly, I'd be happy Progress. if they get the X-Men out of it for a little bit, if that's how they're going to write them in it. No, I want, yeah. them to, I want them to come back and play another game of pool. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Not saying very I wouldn't human. read an issue. It's a very human game. X-Men playing pool. I would, wa- I would read an issue where all that it was play pool and talk about stuff. Yeah. But it has it to, be to be good. By- <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our, our other issue and see if it fits the good test as uh dan just like to call it does it eclipse eclipse the other one vampires have continued their plan to spread the undead race but with the help of sage wolverine is in swift pursuit keeping their numbers down omega red escapes krakoa to meet with dracula not knowing x-force is spying through him wolverine returns to france for some vampire hunting help in the form of luis of the night guard but it's too late the vampires have already infiltrated and turned Louise. Before she fully turns, she wants one last good act. 
helping Wolverine with the vampire scourge. And at least for now, Wolverine seems to agree. Dude, Um, this comic comic lasted so much longer than your recap. Like your re I know a recap's supposed to be shorter, but like when you recap, it's like, oh yeah, that's a concise story. This comic wound on and on yeah. and had like weird Ben Percy, why you gotta do me like this? It would I've been do- telling people you're on a hot streak. It would do cutscenes and you're going, wait, what I'm sorry, is is this relevant? Is this what is happening? I mean there was Where's Maverick at? And yeah. Right. And then then I'm going at a certain point, I go, why, why hasn't he contacted Blade? Don't they all know each other at this point? I mean, I don't know. It just feels like know. there's so many other things. You and plus, do. you can just... Other than he probably can't just, call Blade, because Blade's an Avenger now, and Storm made the Avengers mad, because she was such a and jerk And you're turning... You're just like, okay, well, we're going to take on the Vampire Nation. Uh, Wolverine, can you just do this in your spare time? I mean, is, <laughs> is Dracula that low level of a threat? That they're like, ah, King of the Vampires, Wolverine, go... Uh, and the entire horde. Like, they didn't just send him to kill the one guy. Yeah, no. He's... Yeah, it, it feels like a situation like this. Why not just send in, like, Sunfire? I don't know, like, Magneto Sunfire? and just spike them all? Sunfire. Oh, yeah, Sunfire oh. would easily. Literally, literally put the sun out there. Sunspot, because doesn't he have UV radiation? Whoa, but, like, Nightcrawler could, like, teleport you maybe halfway Shut closer up. to a it's, gate. You're being dumb. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Mo- moving on. This issue was not the greatest, but I feel like I can say to keep things positive, Ben Percy with his latest work has earned a bad issue, and we'll let it go. And you're gonna do better next time, buddy. Yeah, I hope fair. so. I don't like his direction of Omega Red having second thoughts about being an evil. B- I like Omega <laughs> Red when he is just a killing sociopath psycho. When he's like Saber Tooth. Are you, well, are I'll you say writing this. down b- Okay, don't stop repeating it. You are, aren't you? Of course I am. Why, We're making this family you, friendly. Yeah, man. It's taking all the self-control I have to tell you that Omega <laughs> Red is... I don't know that he can do the apocalypse treatment the way that Hickman did. Nope, which really can't. makes you appreciate how Hickman handled Apocalypse. Apocalypse and did a good job role. of making him feel... Yeah, he made him feel right with what they were doing i think he nailed that like you could unleash you there's a way to put omega red on x factor and have it work hey here's i agree side note we saw mystique again today she left a while ago planning to like really burn this place down and we have seen butkus of this oh yeah long time nothing yeah nada well mystique can play the long con I, i don't think there's any reason to hide her and she has been on the quiet council yeah. Zeno. Zeno. Who's not? Oh, make sense. Mystique is here's, Zeno. Boom. Done. Here's what I'm going to say. Ten of Swords tie-in right here. <laughs> oh, God. Eleven of Swords coming back. Um, here's my issue with Wolverine, um, amongst other things, but I'll try and... Are you talking about the character of the book? The book. Okay. Well, but also the character, uh, because oh, they... Not woke enough. They made him too, like, some edgy teenager, which is really, like... How do you do that to Wolverine? Like, I'm not the biggest Wolverine fan, but, like, even the the memo is just, like, found a nest of vampires, killed them. Found another, killed them, too. And then when his thing's like, I like my plan better, stab and slash. And it's like, 
come on. Like we, why are we doing this? This is like Wolverine five years out of the gate. Like we're 50 years down the road. He's more developed than this. And why, why does he sound like this? That's not how Wolverine. Talks. Also watch a Clint Eastwood movie, right? Wolverine. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah. then the other thing is just that I, I like the, the whole vampire storyline doesn't really grip me anyway, but if it is, they're using, I mean, this is like monster trope 101. You know what I mean? The whole, I've been turned, but I can fight it just long enough to do something good. I mean, like, it's, I guess it's more of a zombie trope than a vampire no, one. they do but, it with vampire stuff, too. Yeah, I I know. I probably just think of it more as a zombie one. But man, oh man, like, that's done in every monster that can turn you story possible. And if you're going to do it, draw it out longer than a page and don't give it away in the first panel. You know what I mean? She's like, but bad things have happened. Like, they killed you? No. But I don't want to talk about it. And then it's like, okay, so we know what. And then it's not even like this carries over. They, I mean, I guess they didn't keep me in bad suspense for long. You just flip the page and she's like, ah, I have fangs. (laughs) Surprise! I know I said one thing and that was like 90, but yeah. It was a well, disappointing comic. Let's just put it that way. You know, Wolverine should know the number one rule when you deal with zombies or vampires is have you been bitten? Also, and hold up. I, have I a, had a great I transition to no, danger. No, no, screw that. Go on with this. Oh, man. If he would have been Dracula's in danger, he would have known. Dracula is based in Chernobyl. Is he based in the actual power plant? Because if he is, I'm pretty sure the le- the temperature level inside that thing melts them regardless like they're not impervious to heat so if he's inside I think they're in the woods i think they're okay the woods. they're just in the woods i can live with all that right. this i can live with so we're going to the all day right, room right. so you know where else is dangerous and hot like chernobyl the danger room good save good save yeah. i love that uh room. let's go ahead and head to the danger rooms where we play marvel 20 questions Contestants have 20 yes or no guesses. We got a person, place, thing, or idea from within the Marvel Universe. Let the questioning begin. No questioning. I'm just guessing. Is it a character, Kelsey, transition killer, struts? (laughs) Is this a character? Yes. Is this character a villain? No. No. Is this character a mutant? Yes. Would you consider this character an anti-hero? No. Is this character a male? No. Is this character a member of the X-Men? Yes. Hmm. All right, Kelsey, we're doing pretty good. We've got a hero, female, member of X-Men. Whoa, non-villain, non-male. Non-anti-hero as well. Right. So not a bad Uh, boy. Would you consider this character young? Hmm. 
I can withdraw if that's an unclear. Um, I would consider this character young. Would you consider this character young in publishing history? No. Thank you, because that's what I needed. <laughs> that's what, I was like feeling guilty about that one. I'm like, hmm, I don't know how to say this. Does this character at any point appear in the 90s cartoon? Yes. Always good. Always good. I know. It's a sneaky good question. Does this character appear on the primary team? In the 90s cartoon. No. That's 10 questions. Hmm. Non-primary team. Non-villain. X-Men. It's a female, correct? Is this character in the X-Men arcade game? No. Okay. Thinking Dazzler, weren't you? I was. You're correct. Yes. Wait, they are? Have you changed that? They are in the X-Men arcade game. Is do you want me to just go ahead with this now? (laughs) (laughs) Did Quentin forget he was in the X-Men arcade game? Yeah, I did. I well, to be fair, I we talked about uh Marrow being in the X-Men fighting game yes in my mind went there that like she was the one in it she was the sixth character not Dazzler? well my mind just oh, went to like the fighting game. games gotcha and so when you said x-men arcade oh, game i was like oh the look, x-men and the four arcade. player smash ups no and, and i to be fair i think that game is called the x-men arcade game yeah. so yeah, you're right it could have been more specific but yeah i, I, I made i made a mistake because we had talked about marrow in the x-men 90s oh, games. No, so, no, anyways. am i locking it in dane I think that feels yeah, safe. Dazzler, lock it in. <laughs> it is Dazzler who was featured in the Children of the Atom issue. Yeah, once so. I realized that, and I was like, oh, and then I was like, I got this one. And then he said no to the arcade. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to go a little deeper here. <laughs> I'm glad Chelsea said something or we would have spent 10 questions, 10 questions, 10 minutes. And, and then we go, Dazzler, and we go, she was in the arcade game. <laughs> She's a playable character. She's... One of the few ones whose power actually makes sense when she uses it. Right. Yeah. She doesn't slash her claws so fast that causes shockwaves. Shockwave. Or armor up so much it also causes a shockwave. Energy uh, shout. Whoa, energy whoa. shout. God. Just imagine somebody got paid to develop that game. They're like, what should his power be? Uh, I don't know, like a an energy an energy ball. Okay, but like we need to visualize it. Uh, make him yell. I do have to say oh, that here it comes. in my mind at the time, I no, this is before I understood like how game development worked. But I was like, oh, they balanced it really well because this is like an AOE and other people can go over the screen, but it's like a bigger area. And then I'm like, they were just lazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like there's no balance. Wait, let me tell you about a little game I used to like called Cadillacs. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Oh, that yeah. was a game. Okay. You were a guy who owns a Cadillac and you went to another dimension, not back in time, another dimension, 
where dinosaurs and people live side by side. Okay. okay. You know, I I had this because I've got Xbox Game Pass. So I've been a really big fan of that. And it's such a good deal. But I realized, like, playing NBA 2K21 where they're trying to get you to buy coins to make your character better. And I was like, I want to hate them for it. But then I realized this is literally just the arcade. Yes. Like, keep putting in quarters, like, pay to win. It's like, that's literally what 2K21's doing. Yeah, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to pay sixty dollars for the right to pump the quarters in. Fair. Uh that's a good point. Or five hundred for the system to put the quarters into. Also fair. Yeah. Double. But I think we've unless you uh, played quickly time, unless you played that time time crisis or time cop or we what's the one with the pedal and the gun? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's time, time crisis. Cop. No, it's not time. Com- right. Time crisis. Time. Crisis. You're right. It's yeah. time crisis. That, I spoke that one. You hoping, spend a lot of money. I was hoping Quentin spoke louder and nobody heard me. You just think I was right. Dazzler was in the arcade game. <laughs> always wrong or always right. All right. All right. We've Let's... we've devolved into the stand up machine arcade machine podcast. All right. Well, we'll see you next week when we talk more arcade games on everybody's favorite podcast, the Arcade Nation podcast. Arcade Arcade Nation confirmed. Examine Asian. I miss aliens. Bring it back. Bring it back. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Examination Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, write us a five-star Omega-level review that would make us mutant and proud. We would really appreciate it. Me and the guys love Talking Nerd, and we want you to be a part of the conversation as well. If you have any topics you want to discuss, questions to ask, or suggestions for the Marvel 20 Questions Danger Room segment, you can always get connected with us. Email us at q.examination at gmail.com. Remember, examination is E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle, at examination, spelled the same way. Or visit our website, examination.blogspot.com. Thanks again for listening. We love having you be a part of our community, and we can't wait to hear from you. See you next week.